Um, today, I would like to talk a little bit about something which I believe to be an extremely important part of Yiddishkeit. Okay? It's probably one of the fundamentals, and it's one that's not spoken about too much, and I'm going to add this in apprentices, or brackets as we call it. It's one that annoys me a lot. Okay? It's a very interesting one. It comes from this week's parasha. And it's something uh, that I like to talk about because, not because I like to talk about it, the truth is I don't even like to talk about it, but I feel that the oil has to hear it. And I think it's important, and I've, I've spoken a little bit about it in the last couple of days, maybe you've heard different Ramazan to this, but I think it's important for me to really talk about this and home in on it today, Be'ez HaShem, okay? Vaidaba HaShem Amoy Shalema Parashas Kedoshim Daber El Kol Adas Bnei Yisrael V'amaltalem Kedoshim Tiyu Be Holy Ki Kodosh Eni HaShem Lekechem Okay? A lot is said on this week's parasha. Parasha Kedoshim is absolutely jam-packed with incredible, incredible mitzvahs, most of them being Ben Odom Nechaveri mitzvahs, which I'm sure we'll talk about at a different stage. But uh, the idea of Kedoshim Tiu, be holy. What does it mean to be holy? What does it mean? What is the definition of being holy? And it's a very important thing because we're all here to become holy people. We're all here to become closer to Hashem. So really this is the goal and it's a very, very important goal that we have to realize. The Ramban brings down a, a medrash, a very important medrash. The Ramban says, a medrash in Torah's Kahanim says, that this parasha was said by Hakel. Hakel means they gathered, Moshe Rabbeinu gathered all of Klal Yisrael together to make sure that everyone heard this. Nobody could be left out. Everyone needed to hear this lesson. What's so important about it? I mean, yeah, there's some Gavaldika mitzvahs, but there are other parashas that have also many, many mitzvahs. What is so chashub about this mitzvah, about this parasha, which contains all of these things? Says the Ramban, quoting the Medrash, Many of the gufei had Torah, the real meat and potatoes, the real stuff of the Torah, are right over here. Right? So there are two ways we could go. One way is the Ben Adam Lechavei, right? In other words, Ben Adam Lechavei is Derech Eretz Kodmala Torah, which is for sure true, and we have to speak about that maybe a different time, maybe on Sunday, maybe, I don't know. Uh, another example is this, Kedoshim to you. Because the goal of everything, and if you learn Mesilis Yisharim, in the beginning he talks about this in the Hakdama, of how our goal is to get higher and higher, you know, on steps of the ladder of life, to try and get holier, which basically means to get closer to Hashem. But what does it mean to be holy? So, you know how we think of holiness? We think of holiness of, you know, tzaddikim, we hear stories of the goinim tzaddikim, of the rebbers who used to roll around in the snow, or they used to break the ice to go into the mikvah at three o'clock in the morning. And we hear stories of, you know, people on Friday night didn't want to fall asleep, so they would dip their feet into water, freezing cold waters, take a step the whole night learning. Wow, this is holiness. Now, it is holiness, and that's also holiness, but there's something else. And the Ramban in this week's parasha is probably one of the very, very famous Rambans, which I'm not going to be machadish to you or anything, but I want to take it a step further. And that is, the Ramban says, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing over here, but the Ramban explains, Habipushim in Arayas and Minavera. You know what Kedoshi means? To be Purish from Arayas, to be Purish from Avera. That's what it is. It's an incredible thing. And then it continues, and the Ramban says, not to be a manuvel, Okay, I'm going to say, spell out in English exactly what he understands it to mean. Says the Ramban that just because something's muta doesn't mean that you have to do it. You know, we have this idea that, okay, if it's also, it's also, okay, we'll try. But if it's muta, it's muta, what's the problem? So the Ramban gives us a bunch of examples. One of them being with a person's own wife. 
He says, you're allowed to be together with your wife, but don't be together with your wife like an animal. That's mutter. You're allowed. But that's disgusting. That, says the Ramban, is a manoval. A manoval is something that's disgusting. You are being disgusting with the permission of the Torah. The Ramban is telling us an incredible, incredible thing. It's Yisoyed in life, and it's how to get holy. It's how to get Kedoshim to you. How do we become holy? How do we become closer to Hashem? By realizing that just because something's mota doesn't mean we have to run to do it. The Morgan Avram and Tovkov Ayn Aleph brings the same Sifri Musa. He says, imagine if a person is in the middle of eating, and he stops, and he says, okay, that's enough. I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm okay. I don't have to eat anymore. Right? I'm okay. I'm done. Says the Morgan Avram, B'Shem Sifri Musa, that can bring you to the highest places. Why? Because you are stopping yourself from doing something, which is mutter. You're allowed to eat lunch. What's the problem? But not everything that's mutter do you have to do. Not everything that's mutter do you have to do. I want, I want to speak a little about this. You know, many times I get a phone call from people. I want to give you some experiences that I had to, to show you how, rea- you know, how real this is. I get a call from people, you know, with a, with a shayla. Is it mutter? And sometimes I'll answer, depending on what it is, and obviously depending on who I'm talking to, yes, it's mutter, but should you do it? Right? For example, I had a discussion with a boy, which I mentioned, about a shirk date. Should he have a heta to uh, have a shave before the first date? And I spoke to him last night by Richas about this, and I said to him, you know what? Yeah, I can give you a heta. Should you use the heta as another shayla? And again, I don't want to go into the specifics of each shayla, because that's not Nikeya. But many, many times, that's what it is. The Torah is hinting that. That's how the Ramban is understanding it. Just because something's muttered, does it mean I need to do it? Tearing create the kaisal. That's a famous one. Rabbi, that's a tearing. Just make sure, you know, if I, if I mark my clothing to somebody else, then I don't have to rip kriya. Or if I go on a day that's Rosh Chodesh or Erev Rosh Chodesh or whatever it is, I don't have to rip kriya. You know what I answer? I know the hetairim. I know the hetairim. Baruch Hashem, I've learned Shulchan I know the hetairim. I can give you a hetairim. But why? It's, it's the last thing we have of remembering the Beis HaMikdash and Chazal tells us beautiful things if a person is actually, you know, being, you know, Avedis and Beis HaMikdash. Not, again, like I said, I don't want to get into specifics. Listening to a cappella music. Is it muta? No. Can I have a hetairim for regular music? Again, I know the hetairim. Are we, are we a person that we always look for Heterim? Are we living our lives looking for Heterim or not? I want to tell you something else. So, so listen carefully to this. Okay? It's the most incredible, incredible morel. Unbelievable morel. Okay? Change your whole perspective. And I do believe that what we're speaking about now is a mahalach It's a life. It's not just something that you should remember. It's something you should live with. Okay? Our whole lives, we're living lives with halacha. We're living lives with the Torah. How, what is our perspective? Listen to this, Maral. It's absolutely unbelievable. It's a posik in Dvarim. Perik yud base, posik yud zayin. I quote the posik. Loisuchal leechol bisharecha. Okay? Maiset de goncha visaroshka vitsarecha, vachoyves bikarecha, vitsoncha shanadarecha, ashesidon vidvasecha, chumas yadecha. Okay? The beginning of the posik is talking over here about eating various mices where you're allowed to eat them. And the Posik says, Loi suchal. You know what a suchal means? You cannot. That's how Rashi learns. Rashi actually says, it doesn't mean you cannot eat it. It means you may not eat it. I mean, you're not allowed. There's certain halachas of where you're allowed to eat korbanas, maizusheni, and all these things in Yerushalayim, out of Yerushalayim. So Rashi says, when the Posik says, Loi suchal, you cannot, it means you're not allowed to. You may not. Says the Maral, 
I don't understand. Asks the Maral in Gorariya, why does it say, Lo Sochal? It should have said, Lo Sochal, don't eat. Don't eat. Don't eat it here, don't eat it there. Don't eat. Why did the Torah say, Eloshan of Lo Sochal, you cannot eat. You're not able to eat. Says the Maral an incredible thing. So listen carefully to this. He really talks on this incredible idea. Says the Maral, I might, I might have thought that if a person who has the ability to the, go to the base of Migdosh, so for him, it's also to eat it not there. But for someone that cannot make it to the base of Migdosh, so maybe he can eat it outside the Gvul and outside the borders. The Torah is telling us, you can't. It's not the Pshat, don't do it, but you cannot do it. Meaning I would have thought it's a suggestion. Try not to. Right? You know, if it's not difficult for you, if you have a choice, Peseda. But if it's impractical, if you can't, for example, so we catch him outside the base of Megdash, if it's impractical. Kamash Malal says the Maral and Guari, you cannot. You're not able to. You know, many people have the attitude that as long as there's a halacha that doesn't affect my life, that's fine. That's fine. It doesn't affect my life. It's okay. Right? As long as it doesn't affect my life, then it's fine. It's fine. You tell me halacha that doesn't affect me, it's okay. Over the moment this halacha affects my life and it affects my living, so then all of a sudden there must be a header. There's got to be a header, right? I remember a, um, a guy came over to me after I gave a shit about uh, baby wipes, right? So he says to me, um, Rabbi, I cannot go home and tell my wife this. I said, why not? She's going to make me sleep in the bathtub. There is no way that she's going to take this from me, right? I had the same thing with Shabbos elevators as well, right? No, 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 it must be, can't be, right? I'm, again, I'm not going into specifics right now. The hashkafa people have, you want to tell me what bracha to make on a pretzel? I have no problem with that. You're going to tell me how to live my life? You're going to tell me to do things that are not comfortable for me? Oh, no, 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 no. If your rabbi says that it's also, get yourself a new rabbi. Because he obviously doesn't know what he's talking about. As the Gemara tells us, right? Koyach de hetera adif. Anyone can be machme. Oh, but koyach de Come on. There's got to be a way out. Come on, Rabbi. There's got to be a hetera. Like this guy called me for the shirach. He says to me, the Shadchan called him and said, don't worry, there are rabbis that say it's mutter. Meaning, get yourself one of those. And it comes to two days on one day on I don't know why. Well, I kept two days for many years over here, right? Seems to be, as soon as you get married, you come down to Israel. We need to find the... We know which rabbi gives us the heter, right? Everyone knows the rabbis that give the one-day heter. Do you ever ask them the other shailas? No. But this shaila we're going to ask them. Because we know, right? I give you an example. I got a phone call once from a lady. It was a shaila about a shaitel on Shabbos. A whole, a whole situation. It was very interesting because she seemed to know what she was talking about, right? She seemed to know where she was coming from. I'm like, wow, you seem to be well-versed in the shaila. She's like, actually, I discussed it with another rov, but he was machmeh. But I heard you're a makel, so I'm calling you now. Now, I said, you're not allowed to do that. There's a Gemara three times in Shas that says, You're not even allowed to do that. And I stopped answering. But that's not the point. The point is, at the end of the day, you know, I, I once had a phone call from a chassidish guy. He says to me, calls me up. He says, will you be my rov? I said, where have you been until now? Like, you didn't just get married or something. You're not a bacha. Like, you've been married for a number of years. Like, what? He says, no, I know. my wife is way too machmen. My rub is too machmen. My wife said, you need to find yourself a new rabbi. Our shkofa is that, oh, if, it's, if, if he doesn't say it's mutter, there's got to be a way. There's always got to be, there's got to be a heter, right? Nowadays, we have programs, right? You know, we have Oitzis Forum. 60,000 Forum. And one of those Forum, for sure, I can find a heter. I once gave a heter, I once gave a, a psak to a guy. 
It was about a hilchus tefillin shaila. So he calls me back, and he says, Rabbi, you know, the mechil is kvoda, but I, I looked it up on Google, and I found that there are rabbis that say it's okay, so how could you tell me that? Uh, anyone, I, like, what? Seriously? <laughs> like, what, uh, that, that, is, that, is, that, is that what we're looking for? Is that, is that what we're looking for? Oh, it's only a durabonon. It's only a minhag. Come on. Seriously? Again, I'm not saying that you, everything has to be... Up. But I'm saying our shkofa has to be, and this is not even a shmooze to have a rov. Everyone has to have a rov, and you keep with your rov. And, you, and, and when it, sometimes he's machmed, sometimes he's makel. Could be. The Gemara Rashona tells us if you take the kulas from Beishamai and the kulas Beishelal, Hashem Yerachim, you go with your rov, whatever he is. Sometimes he's machmed, sometimes he's makel. Oh, but the shkofa that people have, that everything has to be mutter. If it interferes with my life, then it's a problem. That's what the Maral says, like Sukhal is. You know, Rav Moshe, Rav Moshe Feinstein was once walking outside, he was walking out of Shul, and he's walking with a bunch of people, and he stops. He's stopped in the middle. And he said, Rebbe, like, you want to continue? Like, everything okay? He said, I can't go, there's a wall in front of me. Well, we don't see this wall. Elianovi there or something? What's going on? I'm like, no, no, no. There's a guy davening Shemun in front of the entrance. And the Shulchan Aruch says in your, in our Rechaim Semakuf base that you're not allowed to walk in front of someone davening Shemun There's a wall in front of me. In other words, to Rav Moshe, a halacha was a wall. You're not able to go. You push it, not able to go. It doesn't work. And that's what a person has to realize. It's a very, very serious thing. You know, a Bocha once told me he was filling out a questionnaire. And on the questionnaire, it was a questionnaire for a shadchan to go through all of his you know, personal details and see whether he fits into. And one of the questions were, will you be keeping Taras and Mishpacha? He said, he came over to me, he said, I didn't know it was a choice. I, I didn't know there was a choice over here. You know, what, what, what's missing? You know what's missing? No, I'm sure it's okay. I can find somebody else. Someone else holds its motto. It could be somebody else does. Is that your of? That's who you go to? Always finding a head of the and again, on the Rav, maybe he should be finding a Terim. 100%. I'm a Talmud of Rav Scheinberg. Rav Scheinberg was a big chassid of finding a Terim. Koyach de Terim Odiv, 100%. And we do try to make people's lives easier, and whatever it is. But at the end of the day, we have to realize, what is our Hashkofa? You know, Yiddishkeit is not just a tradition. It's not just a tradition. You know, we believe in the traditions, whatever it is. It's not a ceremony. The Torah teaches us that everything we do affects us. Every mitzvah, every avera. It's a real thing. People think, you know, if you find a Terim, Yiddishkeit will be more appealing. I'll give you an example. More, more attractive. I wrote an article once for a certain newspaper. And um, the editor of the newspaper received a letter, was, was very, very upset that I was machmer on something machmer. Something was also when apparently his rabbi said it's mota, And he said it was so much more fun when my rabbi gave me a heter. And the editor forwarded me the email and I said, listen, you know, there are different approaches, whatever it is, but you should know something. Our approach is not to sell Yiddishkeit to make it more fun. That's not what it's about. We're not trying to sell Yiddishkeit. You know, I've dealt, Baruch Hashem, with a lot of kids who are, you know, not so, you know, over the years, uh, a lot of Russian kids, a lot of kids that came from homes that were not so uh, into Yiddishkeit. <laughs> and sometimes people say to me, what's your approach? Like, they're making things easier for them. No. No, no, no. We're not selling Yiddishkeit. Yiddishkeit is beautiful the way it is. It could be it was given over to these people in the wrong way. It could be these people had a bad experience of Yiddishkeit because their Rebbe or their parent or their school or their environment sold Yiddishkeit in a horrible, depressing, not a Gishmak way. You can give it over, you can give it over with a Gishmak. You can give it over what Yiddishkeit has to offer. 100%. 
but to, to twist things and say, yeah, that's motto for them. We need to give them a table. It, it's not, no, that's not how it works. We don't, we're not selling this Yiddish guy. If you want to have a real connection to the Rabbi Nishlam, to the Torah, you have to keep what's there. You're not looking for colors. You're not looking, that's not what it is. We're not here to try to create a user-friendly environment to look for Heterim because it's 2021. So therefore, if people are not sure which gender they are, then we have to find Heterim for absolutely everything. That's not Yiddishkeit, Rabbi Sai. The Maral says, you're not able. That's this week's parsha. The Ramban. Kedoshim Tiu. Okay, we're not watering down Yiddishkeit to make it easier for people to make their lives more convenient. That's not what it is. When the Torah goes around, we don't want the Torah to come to us. We go over to the Torah because the Torah doesn't have to fit into our lifestyle. We have to make sure our lifestyle fits into the Torah. People say, I can't live this way. No, I can't. It's too, too restrictive. I can't do it. Either he doesn't know the halachas or he's too quick to say, I can't live this way. That's not true. The Rabbanshim created a beautiful world with a beautiful Torah. Its ways are sweet. Its ways are pleasant. Maybe you're carrying the wrong suitcase. Maybe you're carrying the wrong suitcase. That's why it's so heavy. Maybe you've got the wrong end of the stick. Maybe people taught you the wrong way. That could be. That's what we're here to try and help. The answer isn't, let's find the heta. The answer is, let's find out what Hashem wants from us. We're so involved and trying to see what do we want. Do we ever start to think, what does the Rabboni Shalom want? And I just want to end with one last Gavaldiga Maisa, which is a letter that was written by the Chovetz Chaim. The Chovetz Chaim wrote a letter to, uh, there were people who were trying to draft Yeshiva Bacharim, take them out Yeshiva, all sorts of terrible things. The Chovetz Chaim wrote a letter. And he said, I'm reading to you the letter word for word. In my honor, my friend, the wise physician, Dr. Tzemach Shabbat, may his light shine. Translation, obviously. When I heard that you'll be, there will be a convention of doctors and you are the chairman, I decided to send you my bracha. Right? May the one who heals the Jewish sick send you his help and blessings from above. I understand that you are exceedingly concerned with the conditions in the yeshivas. At the time, they were trying to get boys out of yeshiva because they felt that the conditions in yeshiva were not good and therefore it's unhealthy for boys to be in yeshiva from a physical point of view. Therefore, get them out of yeshiva. So he was writing to this doctor who was chairing this meeting to explain to him that that's not the case. So again, I understand that you're exceedingly concerned with the condition in yeshivas. So I decided to inform you that Baruch Hashem, the yeshivas are in good solid footing. The students are well provided for. They get three meals every day, two hours of leisure time. They're healthy and well. I'm sure you'll be very happy to hear this. Your friend who esteems and honors you in accordance with your great stature, Yisrael Meir HaKoyim. P.S. I just wanted to remind his honor that the Torah tells us that if you, by Harsina, this is talking about, whoever touches the mountain will die. If touching the mountain is so deadly, how much more so the Torah itself. Rabbi say the hashkofa we have to have in life is what does the Rabbi Nisham want from us? Loisuchal tells us you're not able to. If the Torah says no, if your rabbi says no, it means no. We're not looking for a term. Hashkafas do not look for things that are mocked to make life easy, to make Yiddishkeit easy. That's not the point. We don't want to know what is Das Torah. What is Das Torah? That says the Ramban. This week's parsha is Kedoshim to you. You want to be holy? You want to get up there? Don't be manuvel versus Torah. Don't do things and say, well, it's mutter, it's okay. Not everything that's mutter do you have to do. And Be'ez HaShem, we should learn this lesson because it's an incredible size lesson. Amen.